from Local 12 Sports. It's the Skinny Podcast. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into the Skinny Podcast. It's the Bengals post-game edition. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com digital sports columnist and editor with Chris Renkel as we break down the Bengals' big victory at the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, the reason everyone's going to remember this game years down the road is Jamar Chase's record-setting performance, 14 catches. That's a new franchise record. You've seen a lot of Bengals football. Where does this performance rank in your mind? Yeah, Chris, it's a great question. I'm not sure that's Jamar Chase's best performance, right? He had that record-setting 266 yards a couple of seasons ago. He had that big game against the uh, the Baltimore Ravens a couple of years ago. He's had big games across the board. He had that big catch and run in New Orleans last year. But, man, 15 receptions when he is the main receiver on the field and defenses are, are really gauging to stop him was a remarkable performance, especially when the Bengals needed that and they needed him to step up big. You know, the, the, the deep touchdown pass is just him with his brilliant speed and then being able to run underneath that throw but I thought the two in the end zone the one where he said it was his route the first one but he also stayed a little bit in phase with Joe Burrow and certainly the last one where he saw Joe just slide a little bit in the pocket and he started to move with him across the back of the end zone to make that third touchdown catch that was an emphatic score for this team and for him so it's certainly up there but it's funny I'd love to really do a poll to see what people think are his best performances because he's got a lot of them. He may go one, two, three. And you've got some great Chad Johnson performances. You've got some great Carl Pickens performances, the guy whose record he beat. But this one today was, was pretty special for sure. I know he said that he's always, we'll leave the middle word out, open. And today he absolutely was with those 14 catches. There's so many talented players on this offense. But does this offense need to run through Jamar Chase? Because the times this season where it's looked good, he's been the focal point. Yeah, Chris, I don't know if the offense necessarily has to run through Jamar Chase because I think when this offense is at its best is when Joe Burrow is healthy, and we'll get to that here in just a second because he looks certainly as healthy as he's looked all year, and he's spreading it around to the open receiver where the coverage dictates, whether it's a day where T. Higgins is that guy, a guy where a day where Tyler Boyd's that guy, a day where it's a light box and Joe Mixon runs for big yards. But I do think the other part is this offense right now is running through Jamar Chase. The last three games, 43 targets, 34 receptions, 400 yards in a three-game span whether this offense wants to run through Jamar Chase or not, it currently is. And maybe that is going to have to be the formula until we see all these guys healthy, until we get T. Higgins back to full health, until we know if Joe Burrow has fully torn the, t- turned the corner for his health. But right now, there is no doubt this offense runs as Jamar Chase runs. And right now, that dude is running hot. I know he wasn't on the injury report this week. He says he's feeling better and better each week. Uh, he was moving around just fine. Is this a turning point for Joe Burrow? Because he looked like the Joe Burrow we were thought we were getting heading into the year. Hard to say that Joe Burrow turned the corner in one game, but there were so many moves that he made in this game, and he alluded to it too. And the first one for me and the first one that he alluded to was on that first touchdown where he just moved a little bit in the pocket. He bought a little bit of extra time and then threw a dart to chase for the touchdown. And then we saw this scramble. We saw actually there was a play where he got sacked for a 15-yard loss, and he actually got out of the sack initially. looked like he was going to be able to scramble and buy some extra time, and they finally ended up swallowing him whole and, and sacking him. But there's no doubt Joe Burrow talked about feeling the best he's felt all season. He certainly looked that part. There was the emphatic one where after he scrambled for 10 yards, he got up and just dropped the football like, hey, I'm back. Uh, so I do think for him, it's a step towards turning the corner. I also think he didn't want to jinx it or even speak it into fruition, if you will, after the game where he said, yes, I felt good, but you know, I'm still going to have to continue to work on the calf and hope it gets better and, and look forward to it getting better. I think the good part is this was a huge step in the right direction, no pun intended. You follow that up with a Seattle game if it looks the same, and then a bye week 
week, and then you may have a big-time Joe Burrow 100% healthy with maybe a fully healthy offense heading down to the last 11 games where it looked like this was going to be a disaster, and maybe it's not going to be, and his health has always been the crux of all this, and today a healthy Joe Burrow was great. Now, defensively, they made some big plays, but we're starting to see a trend because the one knock against the defense coming into this week is they're giving up a lot of rushing yards, and today 140-plus. Is there a reason to be concerned with this defense giving up so many yards on the ground? Yeah, it did, and, and, you know, the raw numbers are what they are. You know, a team that averaged, again, more than five, six yards a carry. Uh, I will say a couple of those runs, though. One was the James Conner one where they had him bottled up left, and he spilled it back to the right. Nick Scott missed a tackle, and that was an ongoing theme at times today in the run game where there were some big-time missed tackles. But those you just chalk up the kind of bad bad breaks, right? Um, that was one. And then the Rondale Moore one off the direct snap where he faked the end around and took off running was just a complete bust. You can't take those out of the mix. They, they, they do count as rushing yards, and, and they were, and they gave up a few explosives in the run game. Um, but, you know, I thought overall when it mattered between the tackles and when it mattered on first and second downs, for the most part, I thought the run defense was okay. It was not great by any stretch. Another big missed tackle, Joseph Osai on the DiMacardo touchdown run. I mean, he has the edge, and he just lets him slip right through the crack. So the tackling still a bit of an issue. I will say at the end of the game, though, Jermaine Pratt on the fourth and one. Nick Scott, who uh, you know actually was sat down to start the second half. Jordan Battle went in to start the second half for him. He did come back after that first series. Nick Scott made a really good play on Josh Dobbs to get in the backfield. Four stops to bounce it. Jermaine Pratt diagnosed it before the play because I watched him. He took two steps to his left, looked, knowing that that quarterback run was coming, and then he was able to clean up when Dobbs bounced it to the outside. So that was a great moment by the rush defense. That was a great tackle by Jermaine Pratt. There just has to be more of that, and it's not a finished product by any stretch. They have to get better in that area. All right, it's Groundhog Day again again, Skinny, because this team's 2-3 and three. once again heading into Week 6. This felt like a momentum builder. Is this the launch point we're going to see this team go on a run again? Yeah, you have to think it is. I mean, I, I didn't feel that way after the Rams game. The Rams game, I think, felt for everybody more like a sigh of relief. They needed a win, 0-2. They got that win. It wasn't a pretty way to win. Offense wasn't great in that game for the most part. Um, the Rams had some backup offensive linemen that they picked on. And then to follow it up with the way they played against Tennessee to come back today and play this way. I think the turning point comes because, again, backs against the wall because of the way that Joe Burrow looked. I think that's the big part for everybody is it wasn't just Joe Burrow going out and making a couple of plays and being statuesque. It was Joe Burrow looking pretty much like Joe Burrow when he's 100% healthy. He didn't completely deem himself there yet. But, uh, yeah, I think that's the turning point for me is just seeing how much more he is getting better and, of course, what Jamar Chase can do. And, you know, they talked after the game or asked a bunch of questions, did this feel like the win at New Orleans last year? And a lot of guys said it did where they were kind of backs against the wall, needed a good performance, needed a good win. They got that great catch and run by Jamar Chase for the touchdown that won it. And, and that kind of didn't turn the season around, but it got it turned in the right direction. And they finally started to get things together as it progressed. Maybe this is just this way this Bengals team is under Zach Taylor is it just takes it a few weeks to get going and get ready. They had obviously some mitigating circumstances with the Burrow Health situation that were big time mitigating circumstances but yeah I think this was a win that if you look back if this season goes the way you're still hoping it goes could absolutely be the one you point to and that's the one where this team got right. This has been the Skinny Podcast for Chris Rankle. I'm Richard Skinner. Thanks for being with us.